0: The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, and I'm Rob Steele, and we're going to start with a bit of news. And actually, I think this first story is not so much news as it is vast amusement as to how my phone handled it. <laughs> There's something you don't hear every day. Uh, I was nowhere near anything to write write something down on when I heard about this story. Uh, the story is... Mortal Kombat 2 has been greenlit. Now, yes. the note I made for myself, uh, I put on my phone, so I could, you know, make notes for the show, and I put in my uh, phone to text myself, MK2, you know, Mortal Kombat 2, MK2 greenlit. It autocorrected MK2 to how.
1: That's perfect. That and I thought why, that, that, but... is,
0: that is the most appropriate thing, because <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was thinking why, but yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I, I think <laughs> how and why are kind of interchangeable at this point. It, for
1: this, yes, absolutely. It it worked for me. a question is, it out. Will they will they remove the central character of the first one and focus on characters that people care about? Then it might I'm, be worth watching.
0: Did they, put, did they come out with another Mortal Kombat game when I wasn't looking and put him in one?
1: Not that I'm aware of, it, I hope not, because that character was boring. I, 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 I enjoy the movie, but when the I, animated thing that came out was, I don't know, 18 times better, you got an issue.
0: I'm wondering if they're going to do all the crossover stuff. So all of yeah. a sudden, you know, there's a a cameo by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as the Terminator, and
1: somebody as the Joker. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, because it's crossed I over mean, with a bunch on, of should. stuff.
1: Yeah, they totally should. You're speaking of of doing it in animated form, right? Because that would be new. You know, you know what, do far, it live. By far the best way to do it.
0: Do it live, uh, just so we can laugh at it.
1: No, don't do it live. I want it I want it to be. Quality. I don't want it to live up to our motto. I want to enjoy these films. We're, we're and I, want to... Defoe, I want Willem Dafoe. I want Willem Defoe to voice the Joker if, because Mark Hamill doesn't seem like he wants to do it. But Willem Dafoe wants. To, he he wants to be the Joker. You know he does. You know what? Sure.
0: Why not? Although that does bring me to the uh, the second story that we've got, <laughs> and it's kind of superhero related in that it's Ev- Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. Who. Uh, had previously refused to quarantine during the lockdown, lockdown, saying some people value freedom over your, their lives. And I thought, yeah, but if you're dead, then you don't have any freedom either.
1: Um, uh, the issue is you can't value freedom over other people's lives half a bit.
0: Anyway, so that kind of started a thing of let's recast Evangeline lily and she doesn't need to be the Wasp anymore. And frankly, I'm agreeing. I was agreeing before that because I didn't think she was that spectacular in the first place. I found her to be irritating and she got on my nerves really. Uh, she has a bit of a problem. Uh, let's see. What's the word I'm looking for emoting in that she doesn't, I don't know. Kristen Stewart showed more emotion in the twilight movies. That's just my opinion on this. Um, she held those movies back again, my opinion. So, I was thinking of something we came up with a couple of weeks ago. And she may be a bit old for Squirrel Girl, but Miliana Ve- 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 AT&T Girl. Yes. Vain, Ve- Vain Trub? My dyslexia hates her last name. I love the rest of her, but the, my dyslexia, yeah,
1: anyway. Let, let's put her in, have her replace Evangeline Lily should be a lovely wasp. I like Evangeline Lilly in the role, but I'm really tired of her bullshit. I'm not going to argue I mean, that. I mean, come on. You know, that's how you feel. Fine. But you're representing a company, and like any company, there are consequences if you go out and push your opinion. It's like that's not impinging on free speech get a clue all these constitutional experts who say oh you're impinging on my free speech it's like nope that's the government that would do that the United States is not telling you you can't make your opinion now but you're out there you're representing marvel whether you like it or not and you're being a moron when you do things like that sorry for the speech but actually not sorry because you know you say things like Uh, my freedom is more important than lives. It's like, it's not your life. If it's just your life, by all means, jump off that cliff. But you're risking taking possibly hundreds of people with you. And your stupidity is the problem here. So frankly, I'm fine. As much as I like her in the role, recast her in a heartbeat. Could care less. It's like, if you're going to be smart, don't get vaccinated. That's cool. But don't go out there and push it like it's a civil rights issue. It's a stupidity issue when you go out and do things like that. Was it? I, I realize
0: this is not movie related, but there was the, the whole Joe Rogan, Neil Young thing this week.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: where Joe Rogan said, don't get vaccinated. And yeah. Neil Young said, take him off the air or you're pulling my music off right. of, uh, what was it? It was Spotify? Spotify. <laughs> yeah, Spotify. Uh, I think it was this, <laughs> this morning, Michael Buble announced that if you don't, uh, get rid of uh, Joe Rogan and put uh, Neil Young back. He's threatening to release more music on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well played. And he really tweeted well played. that he
0: allegedly tweeted that himself, and I
1: I think that's very funny. That's brilliant. I love that. But yeah, kind of, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan apparently thinks. Not really movie related either, but just the fact that Joe Rogan thinks that if you're not 100 percent African genetically, that you shouldn't be called black. And he decided to throw in the fact that actually the people who are in Africa, unless they've been out running around without clothes the whole time. So the melanin completely develops that. Why are they called black? Because they're not like the color of a Sharpie. Joe, 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 man. I'm
0: trying to figure out something that maybe you can help me with this. Joe Rogan, near as I can tell, and I'm going quite a ways back for this. There was a show called News Radio Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, had the guy from SCTV, uh, Dave Foley. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember this show. It's been a while. Yeah. but Joe Rogan, near as I can tell, came from that show. He had a very, very, very bit part. I mean, it was recurring. But he was like Andy Dick was above him in the credits. <laughs> I don't remember
1: on that show at all.
0: Would be a hint, I would think. And now all of a sudden he has billions of people listening to
1: him on Spotify. How did that happen? Well, he's he's does a lot of stand up and he's I think he's quite funny in stand up. Does is he pretty funny? Well, yeah, he's done stand-up for decades Literally decades And uh, some of the funniest Bit Google Joe Rogan, Carlos Mencia Excellent Stuff because Carlos Mencia is uh, Not the most original Comic, let's just put it that way But And of course the following from MMA because he's The lead color commentator for UFC How did he get that that gig? Uh, Because he's really good At it Mm. I mean, he, he right. knows he knows it, and he knows how to call it. And he's excellent. He's excellent at what he does. He just needs to keep his—I <clears throat> don't know—his his, politics to himself, uh, his uh, genetic theory, and his language skills, and his etymology to himself, and his epidemiology. And yeah, Doctor Joe Rogan. We can call it racism. Uh, Needs to retire. Well, the thing is, I don't really know that he's. I mean, I don't think he's racist. He's just not thoughtful when he makes comments like this at all. You know, he just doesn't think things through, uh, which is unfortunate. So, anyway, back to movies. Actually, I'm going to go to a TV show. Even better, because it it kind of goes with the
0: Evangeline Lilly, Joe Rogan thing. Uh, It was a TV show that came out. You know, I've already forgotten. 2009 to 2011. Called Lie to Me.
1: <laughs> That's a brilliant segue right there. Anyway, Thank yes. you.
0: Thank you. I've been working on it for almost 30 seconds now. Um, it starred Tim Roth as a guy named Dr. Cal Lightman, who was the foremost expert in the world of telling when people can lie. And he's got a in this uh, he has the, the Lightman Foundation in the show, which is a company that gets hired to find out when people lie and they're used as consultants in police cases and FBI cases. And it's basically the the way I'm looking at it. It's like CSI only with psychology instead of forensics. And you know what? It's actually, I'm going to go with about 98%, a pretty fun show. I enjoy it. There's a lot of, there, there are a few things in it where you kind of go, yeah, that's not right. But you know what? It, it's kind of like CSI. If it sounds good and looks good on TV, that's fine. It goes with the plot. But if you get out in the real world, it doesn't really work that way. It's one of those shows. But if, for you know, if it furthers the plot, go right ahead. Um, my one main complaint really with this show um, and it was on Fox, and that's not necessarily the complaint. But you can tell it was done on the Fox network, which you know at the time was still very much in bed with Fox News. When someone is caught lying on the show, especially when they go to a commercial break, they do flashes on the screen of other people caught lying in the same situation. That 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 it is on the show. <laughs> And they always seem to flash pictures of Democrats, especially Bill Clinton. They love that. I did not see any Republicans in this. It was always there's a picture of Obama, there's a picture of Michelle Obama, there's Bill Clinton, there's Bill Clinton, there's Bill Clinton, there's Hillary, there's Bill. And I'm, you know, that that it's not very subtle, I wouldn't think, but uh, (laughs) you know, keeping your political agenda to yourself. It's not like the Democrats are the. Yes, I realize that Democrats have lied to us as well. I'm going to say that the Republicans do it on a bit more frequent basis. Again, not necessarily even my opinion. I was going to say that's my opinion. It's not necessarily my opinion. It's just we we, I've caught them. If I'm catching them, you're not doing that good a job. Um, But back to the show the show is actually really good it's it's got a a good cast with it of a lot of people that frankly i i think i've only seen like two or three other people in other places um but actually hey one of my favorite characters out of this was haley mcfarland who played uh she plays emily lightman dr lightman's daughter and she plays a magnificent teenage character in this um, and I'm, maybe I'm saying this because I have teenage daughters and I look at them and go, l- look at her and go, that's like my kids, you know, it, in a good way. It, it's a, She's a fun character. Uh, Kelly Williams plays Dr. Jillian Foster, who's uh, Lightman's partner and possible romantic partner in, in uh, not just the business. Ooh but I I don't know that they actually ever got to the point where they ended up being a thing. They just kind of teased it and teased it. And you know what? That's fine. They usually would work. They'd each work their own case. And Ooh, look, two crime cases in a show. What? Like every other crime drama? No, can't be. Yeah. They did it in this too. Um, but it's a fun show. It's, it's available for streaming on, um, I've forgotten where my wife has been watching the crap out of this and I don't even remember what she's watching it on. Uh, It's on Hulu. You can also uh, rent it on uh, Amazon or watch it on prime video or whatever, but it's free on Hulu hint. So I'm, I'm actually going to recommend it, but just keep your eye on the commercial breaks and go, yeah, they do show a lot of that. And I don't know that that's necessary. But, you know, we, we watched a lot of that. Uh, I think my wife finally finished watching it last night, but we were not in Soho. So we'll have to uh, go somewhere else for a review of that. Do you have any ideas on, on that? Else.
1: I do, but I'm not going to start with that because oh. I really don't want to. I really don't want to end with uh, the kind of movie that uh, we watch. So you don't have to. OK, I'm not gonna, I segued the wrong. I'm edge. not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, we should have talked about it in pre-pro. Hi, Ted. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So monster. we have talked. ha <laughs> ha. Well done. We have talked several times about some of the less than brilliant films from Asylum Studios. So basically, if there is a blockbuster on the horizon, these guys get together, slap together their best ripoff of it or their worst ripoff of it, depending on how you look at it. And rush it to, uh, well, not theaters because no, um, the the dollar theaters back in the day they would not show these six months after they came out. Uh, Eric Roberts is in a lot of these though, and of course he's in this one too because got to got to get that pizza money somehow, and that's probably about what they paid him. Um, this is called Ape versus Monster. I love I love 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 the uh, poster for it. So on the left, and this is a their ripoff of Godzilla versus Kong, of course. So they flipped it. It's like, oh, we're different. This is ape versus monster. We put the monkey first, so we're different. So they have a very Godzilla-looking reptilian monster. Looks a lot like the Godzilla, the the one horrible one that Roland Emmerich put out, because he's got more of a jawline, so he looks kind of <laughs> like an iguana. But he has like short tusks coming out, which ooh, more monstrous. Facing a gorilla. At his nose. Yeah, pretty much. But facing off with a gorilla. So there's a couple of problems. First place, Gila monsters don't look remotely like that, but it could be mutated. Okay. The other problem is it's not a giant gorilla. It's a giant chimpanzee, which is actually pretty smart. That's about the only smart thing in this because chimpanzees can be violent, unlike gorillas. So it makes much more sense to have a giant chimp because that would be a, almost infinitely more scary than a giant gorilla. Uh, yeah. This is really, really bad. The special effects for the giant Gila monster, they're better than the special effects for the giant chimp. Uh, I guess scales are easier to do than fur, so I guess we'll go with that. Um, It's still really bad. Uh, The one still (laughs) photo you'll see if you look on IMDb, it looks a lot like Gorgo, uh, if you remember that film from the 60s. Uh, Gorgo is not a very good movie, and it's about 140 times better than this movie. Um, just just in the ground. This is not from the I don't know. Maybe the producers actually sent this out. So here's the tagline and a crash lands on Earth, which creates a sludge that makes him and a passing scorpion grow to giant size again. It was a Gila monster, not a scorpion, resulting in a fight for dominance. Well, the fight for dominance doesn't happen until really late in the film. Um, There are just some brilliantly, horrifically terrible, stupid bad lines because it's an asylum production. Uh the acting is subpar, let's say. Uh That's I'm very pretty sure I'm sh- pretty sure almost put pick up any seven people at random and they would do a better job. That includes Eric Roberts who looks extremely uninterested in the proceedings for everything except one scene where it seemed it was cut incorrectly and which is towards the end of the film, because he makes a pronouncement about what we have to do to that ape. And he's super pumped about it. And then the very next scene is he's, Oh, this is going to be great. We can save him. And it's like something happened to the sequence here. I think you guys cut this wrong. Um, One of my favorite lines ever in any movie. This is so brilliant. This sums up this film. This sums up asylum films, basically. The space capsule that had been sent out with a chimp in 1985 crash lands in the New Mexico desert. Ooh, scarily Mm -hmm. near a certain area. Uh, They're afraid that the Russians are going to get to it before we do. Uh, It's in New Mexico. But they're afraid the Russians are going to get to it before we do. So they're in a really big hurry to get there. So they take like a C-141, a prop, a turboprop plane. Okay, that's. You're clearly in a big rush. You're
0: in a hurry. And
1: then, and then they take their one Humvee and one truck and they drive to the crash site. Uh, and they're taking video and they're sh- they're showing some video when the giant reptile kind of shows up, although they don't quite see it. They just sh- see like a shadow. And here's the line. By this time, they partnered up with the Russians because the two scientists are all buddies because, of course, they are because they would be. and she's the russian says was that a glitch her russian accent is relatively decent for a crappy movie and the american scientist who is only an astrophysicist her part her uh, partner on the russian side is an astrophysicist and a paleontologist because that Mm -hmm. happens all the time so the american says no 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 not a glitch that's organic a tail a reptilian it's like yes electronic glitches in transmission would be organic they would be based on life but a tail is reptilian because that's different from organic it's like clearly they just threw together a word salad what's a scientific word Ah, organic you know what's another scientific word reptilian oh my god let's use that that sounds brilliant They have this capsule that came back. The ape was in it. They capture the ape, who at this point is now 12 feet tall because of some ooze that was on the outside of the capsule. And that's what made him grow. And then the Gila monster comes walking along. They used an actual Gila monster footage for this. And he's lapping up the ooze. So he gets a more direct hit. So he actually grows bigger faster. Um, (laughs) They leave... This satellite that was a joint Russian-U.S. project from 1985, they just leave it in the desert. They, they rope it off with yellow crime scene tape in the <laughs> middle of the desert where there's nobody around, but they don't bother to recover it. They just scrape off some of the ooze from it, but, eh, you know. Hmm. We don't Someone's really going to it. make the Ninja Turtles. I, I guess they didn't have money for a pickup truck to put it in the back of it. I'm not sure, but it's just so absurd on so many— so many levels it is so bad this is the epitome of we watch movies so you don't have to if you wish to i don't know your kids didn't do the dishes and say okay fine go watch this it, it's on amazon prime uh by all means have them print the poster out for them because it says right there in the poster tells them it's the greatest of all time so it doesn't say the greatest know, what you know it's it's quality, but. Uh, wow it is uh i've seen there are worse films because this we watched cats we watched cats of course that's what always pops up but cats attempted to be something this is just attempting to be a ripoff and it's so bad it's almost a ripoff of like a ripoff it's that bad and that laughable it's the problem is it's not laughably bad it's just bad so I don't know. There's no reason to watch it because you're not going to sit there and laugh through it. You're just you're just going to punish somebody. It's like, fine, Ape versus Monster. And if you don't do your homework tomorrow, you're going to watch it again. So there you go. If you need Ape to punish your children two Ape versus Monster on Amazon Prime. And it's just intensely, intensely bad. Uh, That'd be the challenge. last yeah. night. that would be the last night I ever watched that movie.
0: Will you watch it in Soho?
1: I will not watch it in Soho. I will not watch it in socks or with a fox. But I will. I would and probably will watch Last Night in Soho again. I'm really looking forward to this film. This is Edgar Wright's latest film. Edgar Wright, of course, the writer and director of, well, was going to be Ant-Man. And then Marvel didn't like what he was doing. So I still want to know what happened with that. But uh, Baby Driver shawn of the dead the whole cornetto trilogy is just a brilliant filmmaker and this is his take on a suspense horror film he hasn't done that genre before and he's done it now and he did a damn fine job premises a young lady uh moves to london she wants to be a fashion designer her mom had uh, been working into fashion design and committed suicide had a few mental issues She goes there, she gets in with some roommates, they don't really click. She finds a place to sublet uh, from a nice old lady who's a little cranky, but she's a sweet old lady. So now she's got her place and she's really digging her uh, college of design. But she has this weird vision of she's back in the 60s, 1967 to be precise, because Thunderball is playing at the theater. So she's in 1967 Soho, and she sees this beautiful girl who shows up in the mirror. So she doesn't just see this person. She is this person, apparently. Anya Taylor Joy plays Sandy, who is the person that pops up in in her place. Uh, Excuse me. Thomas and Mackenzie is our lead, plays Ellie. They're both excellent, absolutely excellent. So she's seen what she's seen—the life of Sandy—as she goes through. Sandy wants to be a singer, and she falls in with this guy played by Matt Smith, who's going to help her along. And I—I I really dislike Matt Smith. Uh, I just don't like him as an actor. I don't know why. He's just one of those people, uh, and and I uh, thoroughly know it's just me, but that's okay. Uh, very interesting character. I, I, I like him in Doctor Who. It's everything else he's in that I've been kind of eh. Yeah, See, and that's when my hatred, that's a little strong. That's when my intense dislike of Matt Smith started because he followed, to me, the most brilliant Doctor Who. And is like, that's a step down, dude. You were doomed. It's like you're the guy stepping in for Lou Gehrig. It's like, yeah, yeah not going to happen, buddy. Anyway, he's excellent in this film. He's really, really good. Everybody is really good. So Sandy's life kind of falls apart. And Ellie's visions... Come back stronger and stronger as it goes along. She starts seeing creepy ghosts. She starts seeing them outside of her dreams. Uh, so this becomes a mystery. First, it's like kind of a character study, and then it's a psychological thriller, then it's a mystery. Now it's edging into horror because of these really creepy ass looking ghosts. There are some violent acts that happen. There are some, I think, brilliant twists that happen in the story i'll just say that uh really good soundtrack imagine that an Edgar right film with a brilliant soundtrack can't imagine that not as brilliant as baby driver that's like the smartest soundtrack ever including including anything anything that that uh our buddy the hero of pulp fiction put out i mean Baby Driver is just amazing for the soundtrack alone, but really good soundtrack in this. Not the typical 60s British invasion things you would expect, although downtown is in it. And of course it has to be. Um, But what really made me happy about this, other than the fact that it's a great movie, is the inclusion of a few 60s icons. Rita Tushingham, not as well known over here, but she plays the grandmother. So it was really cool to see her. She was a pretty big star. Across the Pond, as they say, in the 60s. A uh, couple of people you're probably going to be more familiar with. Terrence Stamp plays the silver-haired gentleman. And there's a reason that that's his, why he's called that. He's excellent. And Diana Rigg. So definitely have some British icons of the 60s in this film. And Diana Rigg, they're not just cameos. They're both very important parts. Uh, really, really really liked last night in soho uh it's available on prime video it's not available free yet on prime video it's a it's a rental or a purchase six uh, so yeah t- totally worth the rental i wish i'd caught it at the theaters but it was just uh not the Something right time play. to catch anything at the theaters yeah exactly um but such a good movie to me it's totally worth a purchase um that's just me, don't buy it. Just thinking, oh my god, it's gonna be great, and then email me and say, You're wrong, stupid. It's like, well, you'd be right about the stu- stupid part. But I'm not telling you to buy it, but you definitely need to rent this movie. If you like Edgar Wright's films, you should just buy it, frankly. Uh, because it has all his signature touches of brilliance and twists and turns, and in that way, it's a lot like, like, like baby driver. Um just an excellent excellent film i'm really glad to see well hopefully it sells well and rents well because it sure didn't do anything at the box office but it was 2021 pretty much nothing did but again awesome cast annie taylor joy is excellent thomas mckenzie's excellent Uh, wonderful film Uh, slightly better just just edges ape versus monster
0: Ooh, well, I was going to say the IMDb ratings. Uh, Last Night in Soho has a 7.1 out of 10 with 80,000 reviews. 8 yep. vs.
1: Monster has a 2.1 with five hundred and seventeen <laughs> reviews. And frankly, how it broke too is beyond me. Because <laughs> it's bad. Wow. It's bad. But, but Last Night in Soho is excellent. I really, really like the film. And again, it's... There are not a lot of films. It's tagged as a drama, a horror film and a mystery. And I would throw in psychological thriller because it's a lot of different genres that he's mixing and mashing and he does a beautiful job. And again, he wrote the damn thing. So and directed it and just Edgar Wright's just absolutely brilliant. He is so, so terribly underrated. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to his whatever he does next. So it sounds like
0: we've got two good and a, and, and, see, a two good, no bad, and one ugly. Is
1: that what we've got? <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> totally yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, Some people we'll have to review that movie. Two blondies and a two go.
0: Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place? What? Um, no, we that reminds that me, time for day. lunch. So anyway, <laughs> that wraps up our show for this week. I would like to remind you that the plague does still exist. It's out there. I've actually, in this past week, got five family members who caught it, and they do wear masks. This one is virulent. Try, do you, everything you can within your power to stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the War
1: Vengeance. I think we should be leaving now.
0: I'm going to go home and sleep with
1: my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dawn, that's the end.